With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to thehate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. You What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone D. People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, I'm going to be doing a little solo action. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NFL trade deadline, what has happened, what could happen, what might happen in the next three hours as I'm recording this live on a Tuesday about one o'clock in the uh, Eastern time zone. Uh, no Jerry this week. Uh, three weeks in a row. I think this is the the longest me and my, uh, my, my, little, man, my little man Jerry have been apart. Hey now. <laughs> But uh, just just been some weird events. You know, three weeks ago, I was on vacation. Last week, he had to work. This week, he's a little under the weather. So I'm flying solo. Will not uh, make this one super long. But uh, do want to thank you guys for all the downloads and everything going on. I know there's a ton of content in season. And that makes your support that much more appreciated. Um, a lot of good guys here at, at the show doing good content. Mondays, it's the Dynasty War Games crew on Tuesday and Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes you get our boy Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Uh, you're going to get quarterly updates from Dallas. So just make sure you stick around. And if you're into DFS, Lou and Tyler are dropping DFS content usually on Friday on the YouTube, but uh, I usually drop the show Saturday to make it a little bit more actionable for the DFS gamer. So that's available for you. So four to six pods a week, uh, depending on the week and, and what everybody has uh, 
has going on. It is uh, the fall season. It's officially November as I record this today. So I'm going to jump right into it. But before I do, if you're listening to this uh, via iTunes or Spotify, do me a favor, as long as you're not driving or operating machinery or anything dangerous, hit pause, go in and just leave a five-star review. Yes, you can type some nice words, but you don't have to. Just that simple five-star review goes a long way toward pushing the Dynasty War Zone toward the tippy top of the Dynasty algorithm as it relates to podcasts. Same thing with YouTube. Go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can turn notifications on. Um, anything that happens post the TJ Hawkinson trade, I'll do a short. Uh, I, I like the concept of doing the little short videos on YouTube, so that's where my reaction will be if uh, more trades come. So, and if you need anything, you can email the show at dynastywarzone at gmail. Again, dynastywarzone at gmail. If you need to send us a quick email, but I will tell you 99.9999% of the time, if you need to reach me, it's at DWZ Memphis in those direct messages on Twitter. Uh, fastest way to get a hold of me because a lot of my group apps and I'm just there a lot. So at DWZ Memphis, if I can potentially help you with a trade or uh, anything. So hit me up in the DMs. Uh, going to jump into this week's show. Um, again, going to kind of blitz through this as I'm a one-man band, if you will. Got a couple of topics. Uh, got one topic. want to talk about some guys, and uh, we'll get into the rest of the show. Uh, first, first thing, um, can we please, pretty please, Stop talking about who's the dynasty 101 at the running back position. In some cases, it could be the 101 overall. It doesn't matter. Does it have to fluctuate every 15 minutes? Three weeks ago, it was, you're not going to stop me from putting Brees Hall at the 101. Or five weeks ago, it was Jonathan Taylor. Now I'm hearing it's Bijan Robinson before he's ever squirted a drop of piss in the NFL. It, it doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't matter. Startup season will be in February, right after the Super Bowl. That's when our patron dynasty leagues will be doing startups. That's when startups all around the globe will be doing startups. So who's the 101 now is just cheap, lazy content filler for lazy dynasty podcasters. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Um, if you ask me today, who's my 101, it's still Jonathan Taylor. Uh, nothing has changed. He's having a, a bad start to the season. Um, do I have to reevaluate who's three, two, three, four, and five? Yeah. But right now, my goal as a dynasty content producer is to help you win your leagues, not try to figure out an arbitrary list that will be a lot more meaningful in February than it is in, in November. You know, it, it, how are we going to move these guys around? How are we going to trade for them? How are we not going to trade for them? What are we going to move them? What are we going to move them for? Because right now, one of my favorite things to do in Dynasty, I can't speak to yours, but one of my absolute favorite things to do is win Dynasty Leagues. I know, I know. So many people just want to just want to trace picks and, and have the 101. None of that shit matters, guys. None of that shit matters. We play to win the game. As uh, Herm Edwards once said, we play to win the game. I play to win the game. I hope you're playing to win the game. So all this talk about the Dynasty 101, whether that's overall at the running back position, we'll figure all that out. We'll figure all that out. If you want to know where I rank a couple of guys, hit my DMs, and, and, and we'll talk about it there. 
Uh, but as I stated on last week's show, if I'm doing a one QB startup or I'm doing my first non QB off the board in a super flex for me right now, personally, here you go. I'm going to do a ranking for you. I'm going to do it right here impromptu on the spot on a live show. My 101 today in a startup, one QB or my number one positional player in a super flex that's not a QB, it's Justin Jefferson. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Has a good, not maybe not a great quarterback. I like the offense. Uh, we're going to talk about TJ Hawkinson here in just a moment, but they continue to support him. No TJ Hawkinson does not worry me about Justin Jefferson's target share. Uh, to me, this is a really good offensive coach. And uh, a good offense. I mean, Alan, Adam Thielen, still a solid wide receiver, 2-3 for Dynasty. Uh, very supportive for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is my 101. So when you hear this noise about who the 101 is at the running back position or any position, it really doesn't matter right now. It just doesn't. If you're rebuilding, your only goal is to acquire as many good players as humanly possible. It does you no good to be able to go, I have the best overall player in, in all of Dynasty, and the rest of my roster is a shit show, right? It does you no good. Does me no good, does you no good. So all of this talk about who's the 101 or the RB1, it just doesn't matter. We'll figure all that out. We'll, we'll put that out, and we'll have that for you in March, as we always do here at the, the, the DWZ. The, the next thing I want to talk about is I wanted to give an update on Christian McCaffrey Coming off of a monster game uh, Sunday in week eight, he threw, how about that? Throwing a threw a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown. The first person since LaDainian Tomlinson to do that very thing. I, Christian McCaffrey's good at football. He's good at fantasy football. He scores a lot of points. This really shouldn't surprise anybody outside of the passing touchdown. I think what we're going to see with this Niners offense, and it's not just going to impact Christian McCaffrey. It's going to impact Brandon Ayuk. It's going to impact Debo Samuel. It's going to impact Kittle. It's going to impact Elijah Mitchell. Uh, the biggest benefactor, in in my opinion, is Jimmy Garoppolo if you're in a seasonal Superflex league or if you're a contender. And maybe you're not getting what you thought you would out of Derek Carr or you're not getting what you thought you would out of a out of a Trevor Lawrence and you want to have a little bit more of a steady option or a different option at your QB two and a super flex, that's going to make Jimmy Garoppolo appealing. I think this San Francisco 49ers offense is going to be very game script dependent. And what do I mean by that? It means week to week, a player is going to flash and shine in this offense based on the, the matchup at hand. This most recent week, they played the L.A. Rams uh, from pretty much mid-second quarter through the end of the game. They were pretty much in control. And what you didn't get outside of the pass from McCaffrey to Ayuk, you didn't get a lot of Brandon Ayuk. You didn't get a lot of George Kittle. And you saw a crap ton of Christian McCaffrey. That's what's going to happen in a positive game script. What did we see, see the week before when they were down and down big? to the Kansas City Chiefs. They were a lot of passes. You saw George Kittle have his best game of the year statistically. Ayuk had a good game. Uh, Debo, Debo's the guy out of all of this that I'm worried about. So from a Christian McCaffrey standpoint, if you're not a contender, there's no better week. And I mean no 
better week to try to move this guy for a ton than right now. Um, he wouldn't be in my 101 consideration for the Dynasty 101, but he could be the RB1 the rest of the season. We're kind of a couple of weeks away from contenders, pretenders being separated, but if you got crushed this week and, and you're looking for a haul, now's not a bad time to, to look at moving Christian McCaffrey. With Debo, you can't do anything. He didn't play. He's hurt. His value is obviously low. So the same thing. If you want to move Debo, I'm moving Debo, by the way. If you're asking, I am going to move some Debo. and But when am I going to do it? I'm going to do it when Debo has his next good game. This offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's going to be a pain in the ass for real NFL teams to defend. But I think week to week, I'm going to be comfortable pushing the submit lineup button on just about everybody, knowing that there's going to be some volatility in this ride. So a uh, big update for Christian McCaffrey, but man, uh, they're going to use him as a weapon. And I will wrap up San Francisco by saying this. Kyle Shanahan really wants to do this positionless football thing. You know, last year, Debo's running back. He's a wide receiver. And now we're seeing the same thing with Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, George Kittle, if if the line needs help blocking, then, then he can be a, an extension of the offensive line. But if they need him to catch passes, he can catch passes. This is a positionless football team, which is going to be great for 49ers fans, but at times for us, dynasty and fantasy fans, it's going to be maddening week to week. So uh, enjoy it and just know that just about everybody in this offense can win you a week and just about everybody in this offense can disappoint you mightily. So uh, they're on by this week. Uh, we'll see what the offense looks like in week 10 coming back. So just as I hit the record button, um, on this podcast, Mr. TJ Hawkinson, formerly of the Detroit Lions, was traded to the Minnesota Vikings. And it also came out that Irv Smith is heading to the IR. Um, I didn't see what the injury designation was, whether it's short term or season ending. For me, I, I love this. Um, for the Vikings, it's it's insulation for Justin Jefferson. Um just more pieces around him makes it that much harder to double team him. I think this offense outside of what they've done in San Francisco is pretty darn close, right? You got Justin Jefferson, um, a true alpha wide receiver one. You got Adam Thielen, who's been playing fine, giving you wide receiver two, wide receiver three weeks. Uh, Dalvin Cook still plays like an, an RB1 uh, most of the time. And the one disappointment this year really has been Herb Smith. Now, I can say for his career from a dynasty standpoint, TJ Hawkinson has kind of been a disappointment. I, I know nobody wants to hear it because of how highly he's been drafted and, and sought after in tight end premium leagues and, you know, where we've put him on this pedal, but pedestal, excuse me. But what has he ever done to justify it? He's had flashes, but he's never consistently had that, that dominance, that even streaks like we, we've seen from, from Darren Waller. Um, Dallas Goddard, um, you know, even Zach Ertz over the last year since he's been in Arizona has outplayed TJ Hawkinson. So is this a new lease on life? Is this getting away from a losing organization to a winning organization? Quite possibly. It didn't raise his dynasty value for me at all. I'm not paying more than I did yesterday, but I would just say that I, I'm drawing a blank on their head coach's name, but he came from the, uh, 
Oh, Kyle, uh, the, 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 the Sean McVay offense in LA with the Rams and he has ties to Shanahan, obviously that, that whole relationship there is very incestuous. And we've seen how the tight ends have been used in some of those offenses, whether it's George Kittle, Tyler Higby, et cetera. So could it be an up, uptick in targets? Absolutely. It could. Uh, this feels like part of an NFC arms race with the Niners do, making a move. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Philadelphia doesn't make a move. They've been rumored to some guys they're going to get to here in a minute. But from a dynasty standpoint, what we do every week, he's uh, he's still in my top five, six dynasty tight ends. Uh, hopefully um, we see some stuff. If anyone's going to take a loss on this by the time the, play, the fantasy playoffs roll around, it'll probably – Probably be Adam Thielen. Uh, he did leave the game for a hot minute the other day with an injury and came back. But this kind of feels like insurance in uh, in, in that route. And then Munt, Mund, Munt, M-U-N-D-T. He's caught a couple of touchdowns this year. So could be a good role for Hawkinson. It can't get any worse. I'll just say that. It can't get any worse than what we've seen in Detroit over the last couple of years. I do want to mention a couple of guys. Again, I will do some... I want to say TikTok. I need to, we're on TikTok. It's at Dynasty Warzone, but I've yet to do a TikTok. But I will do this for sure on a YouTube short. Uh, there have been rumors around Alvin Kamara. The Saints say they have no issue or no interest in trading him. It's hard. We just saw Chris Jones, I believe. Uh, I know one of the, the, the D tackles for the, for the Chiefs got suspended for an off the field altercation. And Kamara's court dates this month, at least as of now. It was extended into November. And there's a real shot where Kamara could be suspended. So if you're a team like the Eagles, I've, I've heard that rumor, uh, the Bills uh, going to get Kamara, that would be hard, right? You trade for a guy, you pay a pretty penny. I mean, we saw what Kamara, what Christian McCaffrey went for. And you trade for this guy, and all of a sudden he gets suspended for two to five games or whatever it is. So I don't think he gets moved. The guy that may get moved that that really intrigues me the most is uh, Naheem Hines from from my own Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, I am a Colts fan and I I love Naheem Hines. He he's played wide receiver. He's played running back. He was a kick returner. He had sub four, four wheels coming out of the combine. We saw his versatility on Sunday. He caught a beautiful over-the-shoulder uh, pass from Sam Ellinger. Uh, just a lot of ways you can use Naheem Hines. And when you see the report from Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, that multiple teams are interested in Hines, well, well who would those multiple teams be? Well, teams that, that you know, need a running back upgrade. You know, maybe it's Philadelphia. You know, Hines has ties to... The, the head coach there, Nick Seriani, Seriani was in Indianapolis for a little while. Could be the the Rams. They need some juice in that backfield. Um, but keep an eye on Naheem Hines. Uh, he's not quite had the year that I thought he would have. I thought he'd be a little bit higher up in the in the in the in the weekly rankings. But he's he's been more than usable as like an RB three flex type. Uh, same with Kareem Hunt. Has had some good games, has had some bad games, but uh, he's a guy that I could easily see in L.A. I've actually heard rumors of Kareem Hunt going back to Kansas City as wild as as that would be in that offense. Um, 
but he's a guy that could be moved. I think he would 110% would have been moved if the Browns had lost last night. But now that the Browns are right there in this big mix mash of teams in the AFC being three and five to five and three in that knot of teams, they, they may decide to keep him as Kareem Hunt, I'm excuse me, as Nick Chubb insurance. The guy that I definitely don't see getting moved is Elijah Moore. I know fantasy Twitter wants to see him freed. Um, that kind of chaps my ass freed, you know, guys in prison are, are, are freed. You know, Brittany Griner needs freed. Elijah Moore's not getting targets in, in New York city in one of the greatest cities in the world making seven figures. He doesn't need freed. He, he, he wants to be on a different team. He wants to be a focal point of an offense. He wants to, in two years, be able to get that big extension that we've seen guys like Terry McLaren and DK Metcalf and AJ Brown get. I don't blame him, but I highly doubt he's going to get freed. Quote unquote. Next guy. Uh, I know teams have been calling on Jerry Judy, uh, kind of similar to Kareem Hunt. The Had the Broncos lost on Sunday to the Jags, I think he would 100% be on the trade block. Uh, but if I had to pick one wide receiver or receiving option that Russell Wilson has been starting to vibe with, one would be Dulwich, the, the, the tight end, but the other's Jeremy Jerry Judy. And maybe Cortland Sutton could be on the move. I don't know. Um, just a name that I've heard rumored to be out there. And this last guy I'll mention, uh, I've heard stories of his potential trade, is one of my personal favorites, and that's Mike Gusecki. And uh, a lot of teams could use him. Uh, I don't think he fits the Giants because the Giants want their tight ends to have some of that blocking prowess that Gusecki really does not bring. He's really more of that big slot receiver, fast guy, especially for a guy his size, great athlete. If you go to player profiler and you throw his name in there, you'll see he's an elite athletic specimen. Uh, my dream spot for Mike Gusecki would be Tampa Bay. Stay right there in the state of Florida. Just go up about two-thirds of the way from Miami to Tampa Bay where they could use another weapon to go along with Godwin because he would kind of feel fill that tight end role, which Brady's always wanted. You know, There's a reason why he pulled Gronk out of retirement. And they don't have that that super awesome small slot guy. Not that Gusecki's small, but you know these are some of the names that will continue to be on the trade block. And that's why if you're listening to this or watching this, you'll say NFL trade deadline part one. So obviously no later than next Wednesday, Jerry and I will come back and we'll either wrap it up. Maybe we'll try to get together Friday or Saturday, do a, a quick recap. I'm going to do those YouTube shorts and uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated as this impacts your Dynasty roster. But uh, stick around. Subscribe. Dynasty Warzone everywhere, especially YouTube and especially the podcast. So uh, it's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It is Good People, Bad Tweets. Y'all tap in with it, huh? All right. Good People, Bad Tweets. We have a, a, re a repeat a repeat performer this week. It is Mr. Luke Sawhook. And it's at Luke Sawhook, just like, just like it sounds. And uh, Luke said on Sunday, maybe it was Saturday, whatever the 29th was, that would have been Saturday. He said, QBs, I'm playing Malik Willis over in fantasy football this week. Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Kenny Pickett, my, uh, Davis Mills, Dak, Stafford, Rogers, Goff, 
Ellinger, Jimmy G, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Tyler Henneke, and Zach Wilson. And he, he ended it with Let's Ride. So I've actually met Luke. I met Luke two years ago at Rich Dotson's house from the Dynasty Nerds during the fantasy football convention. So I not only do I know him, but I like him. He, he seems to be a bright guy. Um, very passionate about fantasy football. He uh, does marketing for the nerds, and he—I think he works for Mojo, whatever the hell that that stock system thing is. This is a bad tweet. He's a great guy. This is a horrible tweet. This tweet does nothing for his content, for his content consumers, and for him, it's a, a low risk, big reward, high risk, low reward for his consumers. What do I mean by that? For him. If Malik Willis goes off against a bad Houston team and has a huge game, he can be like, I called it. I called the Malik Willis breakout. He broke out, and I called it on October 29th. But you didn't. And, and you know, and and it's the, the well, the process was right. Rushing cube, the, the, the process is right when the matchup is right. But to, to say to start him definitively over all these guys, gang, it's week eight's a pretty – Pretty pivotal week for a lot of for a lot of GMs and redraft and, and and dynasty. If you're submitting lineups, right, you could have been three and four, four and three. Um, you know, there there could have been a lot of a, a lot of things that would have impacted people's lineups. Uh, you know what? All right, you know what? I wasn't I wasn't feeling good about Mac Jones, and I, I'm going to go pick up Malik Willis because I need a spark. And then you took a shot in the ass. And, and this is why these rush to, to judgment and just blanket statements just kill people. So if you listen to the Dynasty Warzone, you know I'm passionate about this. Your team's like an extension of my team or Jerry's team or any of our teams, all the guys who produce content here. Uh, that's probably the reason why we've been here as long as we have, but we've not grown as fast as, as maybe we have. I refuse to put out sensationalism and, and just do this. It's... I have to think through the process. Why would I pay, play Malik Willis over these guys? Oh, it's because he runs. Oh, okay, he runs. But what's the matchup say? Well, the matchup says that Houston's shitty, terrible against the run. And, oh, hey, we got a really good defense in, in Tennessee. Oh, oh, and we have this running back. Maybe you've heard him, heard of him. His name? His name's Derrick Henry, and he rushed for over 200 yards. Oh, and, and, and who's the head coach? Is it Mike Vrabel? Stodgy old Mike Vrabel learned from Bill Belichick? What do you think he's going to do with a backup QB? But no, 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 no. We rushed to judgment and put 20 QBs ahead of Malik Willis ahead of those 20 QBs. And it hurt a lot of people. And, you know, he did, you know, own the L and, and, and that's great too. But remember, when we're putting out dynasty advice and more importantly, when we're consuming fantasy and dynasty advice, the biggest thing I can tell you is ask why. If you can say five times why, why, this comes from quality, and I'm not going to go down. This is something I did from our patrons. But if you can answer the question, why five times? Why would I start him over Justin Fields? Why? And, and, and if you can't answer that and you can't give yourself a good reason why, you should probably pause. Now, should you have picked Malik Willis up in a 1QB? Absolutely. That's a lottery ticket. But given the situation, 
the matchup, the coach, and everything involved, that's part of the reason why this bombed. And, oh, by the way, Malik Willis in your basic scoring format of fantasy football, he scored less fantasy points than Jarrett Stidham. That's right. Jarrett Stidham, backup QB for the Las Vegas Raiders, had more fantasy points on Sunday in conventional scoring than Malik Willis. So be careful out there, guys. And that is our Good People, Bad Tweets segment brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And I have the Patreon group chat pulled up right now. So it's going crazy. It's trade day. It's 137 Eastern time. And Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers just traded to the Chicago Bears. Um, I'll be curious to see. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing this go back and forth. Um, I This is, again, coming from our patron. Um, but this is the kind of thing we do. Again, it's 137 Eastern in, in the, the workday. And the patrons are keeping me involved. We talk trade. We talk dynasty nonstop. Patreon dot com forward slash dynasty warzone i do bonus podcast i do all my one-on-one stuff there roster construction the whole shebang and that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone so i'm gonna run through a couple of trades for you and then i'm gonna get the hell out of here um you know how do you stay but tonight's question is is how do you stay competitive as the season moves along and the injuries pile up so I, I saw it tweeted by our friend Theo, the OG fantasy, Theo Grimminger of Roto Underworld and the Goat District podcast. He was talking about, you know, fellow dynasty GMs trying to trade, you know, older aging players for draft picks. And I got news for you. I'm here for it. If I'm four and three, or excuse me, I guess at this point, four and four, definitely five and three and better, six and two, seven and one. And I can get a little cheap depth. I'm here for it. If I can go out and get Damian Harris for a third, I'm here for it. Um, I'm going around right now as a contender, and I'm looking at all of the non-contending teams. So if they're four and four and worse, I'm going through their roster. I'm looking team by team. Hey, who's a veteran? Who's maybe right at their performance window? Maybe could use a could maybe use a, a little bit more playing time. Um, who's one injury away from, from being a stud? That's kind of Damian Harris. Uh, to his credit, Ramondre Stevenson has kind of replaced him as the main option in the Patriots' backfield. But we know running back positions, very injury-riddled. And I actually posted this on Theo's tweet. It's not like the injury bug's got a quota. It's not like he's walking around with a clipboard going, yep, 227 injuries for the season. I'm done. No, that's not That's not how the injury bug works in the NFL. So from a competitive standpoint, I have no problem throwing away my even my second. If I'm a contender and my pick, even in a super flex, is going to be like the 210, 211, 212, hopefully the 212. Who gives a shit? I don't care about that pick. What Les Sneed say? From the from the Los Angeles Rams last year when he won a Super Bowl, fuck them picks. I don't care about them picks. Now I'm hanging on to my first. If I got this far in the season, I'm contending. I still want my 112, my 111. What I, I want that pick. The rest of those picks are 100% up for grabs. I don't care about them. The odds of hitting and getting a successful player 
especially in a one QB league, means very little. But you win a championship, you're a champion. That, that That's important. And a lot of times there's value to be had out there. So how do I stay competitive right now in this week 8, 9, 10 range? I'm looking for small guys, small price tag guys with big upside that could potentially help me down the road. And if I want to make that big splash, right, I want to get that, I want to get that Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. I'm just going big, right? I want Jonathan Taylor. I, I want a big name. I'm cool with that. But what do those guys come with? An enormous, massive price tag. So if you're going to do that, cool. Do it right before your trade deadline or do it right before the fantasy playoffs. Check a, check a set of league rules near you. Some leagues have trade deadlines. Some leagues do not. But that's when I'm willing to go all in. Is it right before my fantasy playoffs? Cool. Is it before week 15? Because you should be doing your playoffs 15, 16, 17. Cool. I have no problem mortgaging a chunk of my future then to go all in now. Let's just talk about this scenario. You got Brees Hall. You're still kicking ass. You're still taking names. You're still doing real, 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 real well. It's week going into week 15. The Colts offense is doing better. Everybody looks great. Um, kind of like Jonathan Taylor down the stretch last year. You know what? Maybe you have to give up Brees Hall to go, and maybe a little bit more to go get Jonathan Taylor. But if that's the difference between winning a fantasy championship and the money, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But I don't make that trade now because that trade does not help you now if in two weeks Jonathan Taylor, you know, pulls a Zeke Elliott and has an MCL ish issue. And this is the fantasy playoffs. So if you want to make small incremental moves now, cool. Seconds, thirds, fourths, you know, yeah, whatever. Go go get you a, a little help. But if you want to make a big splash, a Christian McCaffrey level to, you know, San Francisco made a splash. Sounds like the Vikings are making a splash. The Bears are trying to make a splash. Cool. Do that at your trade deadline and not before. Because I would hate for you to go out and go all in and then have it backfire, and not only backfire for 2022, it could backfire into the future of your dynasty team. So that that's kind of how I'm I'm staying competitive. That's how I'm making incremental moves in my in my championship teams. And as contenders, do the exact opposite. If you don't know what the opposite is, tune in to Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and I'm going to take that scenario with players and things that I'm going to do in the opposite direction. Um, this is normally where we talk about what would it take um, to trade. And, and I, this is where we pick a superstar. And my superstar is uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, guy's been on fire the last three weeks since Rashad Penny went down. And there's no signs of stopping. I'll go back to uh, my earlier conversation about it doesn't matter right now in season who's your dynasty RB1. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. You know, you want a list of rankings. You want to know who the RB1 through 50 is. Cool. That matters when you're drafting in February. It really doesn't matter now. Right now, you're just, again, you're just trying to win or you're trying to rebuild. So what would I want with Kenneth for Kenneth Walker? I mean, if I'm, if I'm not a contender, why, why would I want to move him? I mean, you kind of got the thing that everybody wants, right? Um, I had this, this conversation with, with one of our patrons the other day. You know, if I wasn't a contender and I wanted to move Kenneth Walker, one of our patrons, I'll, I'll just tell the whole story. He is, uh, his team name in this league he, he was referencing was Bijan or Bust, which should clearly tell you he's going after Bijan Robinson. 
and that's cool. And I was like, we were talking, and, and a contender who had Brees Hall is coming after his Kenneth Walker. And I was like, look, I, I have no problem moving Kenneth Walker if you can get Brees Hall. Yes, I know the ACL is a concern, um, but it's not an ACL like J.K. Dobbins or even Javante Williams where there's other ligament damage involved. Everything I've read so far has been it's a pretty – and it's always a standard ACL when it's not my ACL or, or your ACL, but it seems to be a rather routine ACL. Nothing that would keep him from coming back and, you know, resuming his uh, excellent play next year. And I was like, can, can you move a, a – can, can you get Brees Hall and a contender's first for uh, – uh, excuse me, get Brees Hall and that contender's first, like that 110, 111, 112 – for your Kenneth Walker, who's healthy and playing well, and like a non-contender's third. And he ended up having to add a third and a future second, a 2024 second. But the final deal we helped pull off was he is in complete shit mode. He's just trying to lose. So he got Brees Hall, uh, what should be a very late first, and he gave up Kenneth Walker, what should be an early third and a 2024 second. And I love that deal. A, his goal is to get B. John Robinson. You're going to win a game or two if you got Kenneth Walker in your lineup. We're a non-tank shop here. So he's not tanking. He's merely making trades. So this is a spot where this guy could not only have the 101 and get Kenneth, uh, get, excuse me, get Robinson to pair with Brees Hall, but he's going to have a late first. And this, this guy has a couple of other good young wide receivers. That late first could be a good wide receiver. And then all of a sudden, He's in really good shape in one good year. So um, that's what it would take for me to move Kenneth Walker. If I'm a contender and I'm going after Kenneth Walker, I'm going after Kenneth Walker, like I just said in the previous spot. I'm going to go after Kenneth Walker in week 14, 15, when he's still healthy and still kicking ass. So um, that that's what I'm doing. Um, I don't have a sell guy because that was the segment of the show that Jerry was, was going to do. Um, but I do have a buy guy for you, a guy that I'm looking to buy. Um, I'm going to preface this with saying, if you're a contender, if you're a contender and this is one of those cheap guys, again, I referenced earlier, like right now I would go out and I give you two thirds for Tyler Lockett on, on a non-contender. I don't know if that gets it done. Would I go to a contender second for Tyler Lockett? Yeah. He's, he's averaged double digit points like every game, but two this season. Um, the offense is doing just fine with Geno Smith. Um, will he have some of those blow-up games that he had with Russ? Prob probably not because this team, the defense is not good, but it's not horrible. Lockett's going to have some games, but if you're, if you're needing, like if you had Jamar Chase, let's paint a little quick picture for you. You had Jamar Chase, and he was out this past week, and he's probably going to be out two to three more. And you were five, you're currently five and three. And you're looking around at a really good roster, but you're nervous because you lost this week because you didn't have Jamar Chase. And the guy that you put in there, maybe it was Devontae Parker, especially with all the buys coming up. And you just want to plug a guy in there. Tyler Lockett's the kind of guy I'm looking to buy. That was my that was my uh, buyer's market. Um, again, not setting the world on fire. He's averaging 12, 13, 14, 15, sometimes 16 points if he falls in the end zone. And that's fine. That's the kind of solid contenders wide receiver three I want because when Jamar Chase comes back or as bye weeks continue, 
it's good to have that little bit of depth. Am I making that move if I'm seven and one, eight and no? Don't know. It would really come down to my roster, uh, you know, and how deep I was at wide receiver. But if you're looking for a cheap wide receiver on a contender that I think you can get, especially a non-contender, you just tell that some bitch, hey, look, you're not winning. I am. Take this second. Get you a young guy next year. I'm going to use Lockett, and uh, I think you can get that deal done. I'd prefer to give up two-thirds, but a second, fine. Twist my arm again. Fuck them picks. All right, last uh, last thing I got for you is one from the people. Who are the people? The people are the good people over at patreon.com forward slash uh, Dynasty Warzone. So I threw this out yesterday, as I often do in our group chat. I'm like, hey, give, give Jerry and I a trade to to review in on the pod and uh we'll, we'll tell you what we think and this one right here is about as easy as easy could be um our person gave up aaron jones great game sunday night by the way could be more featured especially since they kept that game close with buffalo but gave up aaron jones in a second and got back kenneth walker holy cow now he did this a week ago before sunday but I was like, I mean, do you really want me to talk about this trade on the podcast? Do you want people to know who you are? Do you want the law knocking at your front door because you just committed a crime? Because you robbed that fellow GM? Getting Kenneth Walker for Aaron Jones is an absolute steal. I don't know what would ever have to have possessed someone to have accepted that trade, but that is a great trade indeed. Even if Aaron Jones goes on to have a better rest of 2022 than Kenneth Walker. This is dynasty gang. And I don't know where that second's going to wind up, but it's going to wind up on that other GM's roster because you got a steal. You got Kenneth Walker. So there you go. There is a podcast um, right in the middle of trade deadline action. It looks like somewhere between now and the weekend, I owe you guys a YouTube short of my immediate reaction. Once I've confirmed it, not to say that our patrons aren't you know, a little too excited, but sometimes we all get, you know, fooled by the fake shefties of the world out there. So I'm going to go jump into that, jump into our group chat. But I do want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, please support our sponsor. That's Hate Brand Goods, HVIII.com, or you can just search HVIII in the Google or Apple app stores, and they have an app. Uh, if you decide you like anything, not telling you to buy anything, but if you cruise around in their style, my style, because that's I wear a lot of their stuff, uh, especially their shorts to the gym, uh, check it out. It's got some lifestyle components. It's got some gym components. Uh, what's the term? Athleisure. And if you see anything over at HVIII.com, you use promo code Memphis upon checkout, and that will save you a couple of bucks there. All right, guys, going to get out of here. Remember the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I'll be back with some YouTube shorts later in the week. And until next time, remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, me, Jerry, and all the guys are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you real soon somewhere. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. 
the member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.